Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. Welcome to another episode of Paranormal the New Normal. I'm your host as always, Jeremy, here trying to make the world seem a little more normal. We'll actually see in this barely ever, but we try, we try. And as always, I brought a guest to help me do it because it's more fun to try to find normal things world with somebody else. And my guest today is MK McDaniel, author and experiencer, but as her friends call her, Kathy, which that's how we'll refer to her this episode. How you doing tonight, Kathy? I'm doing great, Jeremy. How about you? Doing okay. Doing okay. For all my listeners, just know this is the first time I've done a podcast this week. So I got a job. It's <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but I got a job. But you all start subscribing and I don't have to work, just saying. But just putting that out in the universe. But <laughs> Kathy, the first thing I like to ask everybody on this show is what got you into the paranormal, supernatural, spiritual world? <sighs> wow. I was uh, born and bred as a Catholic, right from, the, I think we call them cradle Catholics. So right from the get-go, I uh, knew I had a guardian angel and I had to say a prayer every night, you know, angel of God, my guardian dear, that one. And so I believe that. And then I believe that Jesus was uh, my friend. So I can remember in grade school, we moved around a lot. My dad was in the Navy and I was always the new kid. I remember this one time, I, I don't know what grade I was in, like second or third or something. And nobody would talk to me. Nobody would play with me. So I said, okay, Jesus, we're going to play tag. So here it is uh, at uh, break time. We're all out on, <laughs> on the playground and I'm running around yelling, tag, you're it to somebody nobody else could see. So they, uh, that didn't endear me to the other kids, but I, I always felt like, you know, the other, other side was just real. Oh yeah. I mean, I was brought up Christian. I always had the same type of, I mean, I never, I mean, I was a very astute, like student of the Bible and my, I was loved in my church for the most part. Cause I participated in everything I could. And, and then you get to be a teenager and you start questioning everything and it doesn't seem the same anymore. That's just the way it went for me at least. But I mean, I think, I think it goes that way for a lot of people. Like once you start thinking for yourself as a teenager and when your parents aren't ruling your life every day, you just start going a little astray from what you're taught and you want to rebel. You don't want to be like your parents. You want to be different. So 
I mean, at least that's that was my experience, and from what I've heard, that's a lot of people's experiences. But so, but that so yeah, I mean, the other side, I to this day, I still believe that there's something out there on the other side, whether it's an actual god with a capital G. I don't know. I don't like to put names on things these days because I don't want to get it wrong and then not go somewhere because I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Well, supposedly, supposedly, but then again, none of us really know how it works. And that's kind of an interesting part of it all is, I mean, yes, there are plenty of people who have said this is the way it works. I've been told that's the way it works, but I've heard conflicting things from other people, but I think we're gonna get into that a little bit anyway. And hello, Anthony, glad to see you watching. Anthony was just on last Thursday or Friday on my show, but cool. So the second question I ask everybody, and I think this is where we're really going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Have, have you had, have you had any experiences yourself? With the I had a near death experience. It's called a distressing near death experience. And that was 23 years ago. I was 53 years old and I was taking care of a friend, um, helping him out to get a stem cell transplant. And it took about eight or nine months of day and night stuff with just one other caregiver. We were in the hospital and in and out and in and out. And anyway, anyway, he died. And I was a complete wreck after that. And um, I caught the flu that was going around and that went into something called ARDS, which is lung failure. So I ended up in the hospital, and in an oxygen tent and they said I had a 38% chance of making it and they were going to stick me in a drug induced coma and my family was there and there was no choice. I mean, it was that or die. So I I went into the coma and the last thing the doctor said to me was, we're going to give you something called white amnesia and it's kind of like take your brain offline and you will be unable to remember anything that happens to you. Okay. So that's not what happened. Um, I woke up. I became conscious uh, in a dark place with no sound. And I had no idea where I was, or what was happening. And I thought, well, I, I don't know if I'm standing up or sitting down or what. So I just hung out. But then it started to change. I saw this reddish glow and uh, some fog. And it started smelling really bad. And it got too hot. And then some voice just came out that said, do you know where you are? And I was pretty freaked out. And I thought the only thing I can come up with is hell. And then the voice just went, well, I turned to the left and I ran into the darkness because I thought I'm in a really bad place here. Well, it turned into quite an adventure. When you read the book, it's all pretty well spelled out, but um, I did run into demons. I ran into really bad situations. I ran into painful situations. And uh, by the time I got out, um, I was like, you, you take a little balloon and, and when you're going to go get some helium in it and then you turn on the machine and that little flat balloon goes whoosh. I, I did a whoosh and I was completely filled with 
in this warm, beautiful light with, with joy and bliss and happiness and just nothing else mattered. I mean, I, I was just love. I was just in, in just part of all this love and joy. And then as thing kind of, kind of settled out, I saw my friend who had died the month before, you know, the one I was taking care of and he died of leukemia and looked pretty ratty when he died, but he looked great, you know, and he was laughing and he was, he had this look on his face. Like I know something you don't know. We used to play tricks on each other all the time. So I thought to myself, he doesn't know he's dead. And I, I'm not going to be the one to tell him because I still felt alive. And uh, he started laughing. And then uh, I remembered he'd showed me something in this great big book. It was open about halfway and I, I couldn't remember what it was, but I remember seeing the book. And then he says, Mary Kay, you got too much left to do. And I thought, oh my, they're throwing me out. And I said, no, absolutely no, 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 no. But I was sent back. And I wake up in the hospital and it's a mess. My body's a mess. My family's there. And all I can think about is the demons and the hell thing and then being in heaven and then being sent back. And uh, it, understandably, it took me 23 years to really feel comfortable with what I have learned from uh, blessedly running into, it took 10 years to find another group. It's called IANDS, the International Association of Near-Death Studies. And it's full of really cool dead people, formerly dead people. And we all, you know, it's it's international and there's hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and they all kind of got together and says, you know, what did you experience? And it's so similar, no matter where people are around the world that never met each other, couldn't put these stories together that it just happened to them. And it's all amazingly similar. Uh, the thing about hell is that I learned that I manifested it my whole life as a Catholic. I was taught when I died, I'd go to purgatory. That was just the way it was. Nobody went straight to heaven, maybe mother Teresa, but the rest of us had to go to this purgatory, which was like hell, except you got out. So when I died, I made one because there isn't a real one. And again, if you want to, I'll just jump in and tell you how I feel about things. Um, I've learned too, that we plan our lives. We all start off in heaven, our souls, who we are, this body is not who we are. Our mind is not who we are. It's our soul is who we are. We start off in heaven. We want to come to earth. We want to learn stuff because in heaven, you're perfect. And uh, this is school. Earth is school. And you, and you choose your soulmates and you choose your who's going to be your family members and friends and come down and learn stuff. And then uh, when you die, you go back. You go back home and there's no judgment. God is all loving and forgiving and never judges anybody, never condemns anybody. But you do get a life review. And that's not a free pass. It's like this. They say it's kind of like a one of those big screen things. And you, and you get to see every second of your life. And then it's what you're doing is you're just um, saying, how would I do? You know, this is what I wanted to learn. I went to Earth. How would I do? You know, I did pretty good here. Screwed up over here. Oh, well. 
then they turn it around. And that's when it gets interesting. And you actually can feel and relate to every single person in every instance in your life. So that if you were kind and nice to somebody, you get to feel how that felt. If you were schmucky to somebody, you get to feel how the pain felt for them. And it's not a judgment. It's just an understanding. So that's kind of yeah. a review. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, a lot, a lot to touch on right there. But I mean, first off, that's what I've been told by a lot of people is that like a lot of mediums and psychics tell me that when they talk to people on the other side that we our minds kind of create where we go after we die, like what it's going to look like, what it's going to be like. Our minds create it based on what we believe. So, I mean, if you believe, if you, if you believe in Egyptian gods and that you're going to be having your heart weighed on a scale against a feather, that's what you're going to see. But it's kind of like whatever you, it's, I mean, it's kind of like making your own TV show, honestly, from what I've been told. And I kind of believe it. Cause I mean, why wouldn't it be like that? Why wouldn't whatever is out there, whether it be a deity or a extraterrestrial species, like why wouldn't they make it be wherever we want it to be to make us more comfortable? Because I think even, in, even if we're in a hell that our mind thinks that is where we go, that's more comfortable than ending up somewhere where we don't expect to go because we at least expect it's something we kind of plan for our whole lives. I mean, I've been saying I'm, if there's a hell, I'm going to it for 20 years. So it's just like then I've you will. Saying, then you will, Jeremy, because you manifest what you believe. What mm -hmm. I came back for is to tell people to skip the trip. Uh, God isn't going to condemn you. So if you want to get condemned, you got to do it yourself. And it's not fun. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not put that 20 year thing on it because you'll manifest it, and you don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah, I mean, nowadays my thoughts are a little different. I mean, I my so. wife, my wife still tells me I'm going to hell every once in a while. But other than that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have a personal belief now that when we die, we go to a waiting room where our spirits are basically waiting to come back to another human body. And you get I to choose. You get to do that, but but when you. You know, I love to say to atheists, you know, <laughs> you know, you've got a really pleasant surprise coming. It doesn't matter what, you know, I tell people, but I I've experienced it and I know a lot of people who have experienced it. So it, you know, you go back home. Home is is being reunited to source, spirit, whatever. And you do get to get to endless times come back and be an alien if you want to, if you want to be somebody on in another planet, you, it's all, it's just all, it's all good. It's not a bad thing. Earth is a tough gig. I mean, they say that's the oh. roughest place to go. This is a really yeah. dense, negative kind of environment, but people come down here to learn things like, and especially if you plan stuff, I love the fact that I plan things because I used to feel like a victim. I used to get mad at God when, when really bad stuff happened to me, I would just, you know, say, hey, man, I prayed and you didn't listen. Were you deaf or what? You know, I didn't like that. But now that I know I plan this stuff, I have to say, gee, I didn't plan. I, I plan that. I don't like it. But what am I supposed to learn? You know, OK, patience, maybe forgiveness, maybe. Um, that's what I was told when I came back. All you got to know about uh, to be on this planet is to be loving, kind, merciful, forgiving, encouraging, grateful, non-judgmental, and useful. 
I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but that was emblazoned on my soul and I can say it anytime I want. But, you know, if you can't remember all that stuff, loving and kind, that's yep. got to be, that's what we're here to learn, how to love. I I 100% love that statement right there because, I mean, and I am not, for for the record, my listeners know this, but I am not an atheist by any means. I was in my late teens, early 20s because why not? But I, I now classify myself as agnostic because I don't know what to believe. I believe something's out there, but I don't know what the heck to call it. I don't know what to, what to believe it is, what to believe happens. Like, so I've been told a lot of different things by a lot of different people on this show. So until I experience something myself, I don't know what to believe. I mean. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, if I if I pass you have to on, take it on I, faith, and, faith, you know that faith thing that that sucks. Faith, you know, <laughs> you wanna you wanna know for sure, you know. So um, I feel like I know for for sure for me now, and yeah. and I know a lot of people that do. The toughest part for people that are are real religious or, or uh, taught from an early age, this is the way it is. It's that deconstruction. It's is that getting away and not feeling guilty and and uh, it's it's really tough but oh i would say almost all people that come back from the other side are are spiritual not religious anymore there's there's yes. too many man-made rules in religion that just you get over there and it just doesn't compute so um, i i agree 100 i've talked about it a lot in this show how, with people how religion has been changed dramatically by men i mean and well, actually let me get through some comments before we go on here thank you josh for watching if you're still watching i appreciate you being here as always and josh did say his heart goes out to you for oh, thank when, you. when you're telling your story so just want to make sure i show that one but i mean i mean of course you're not the first nde experiencer i've had in this show because Good. why would i why would it be and <laughs> I mean, it's you're the you're the second one though who said they went to hell and experienced hell before they came back. But I've had other ones where they say they, I mean, they were brain dead on the table basically in the, in the hospital, and they were in a dark room, and the door opened, and there was a huge light through the door, and basically he said a figure appeared in the door. He couldn't see it, but it would look like a shadow. But he talked to that figure for three days about whether or not he should go back to Earth. And I mean, I don't know. He was also a he was a Catholic as well. I, it seems like a lot. Seems like a lot of people that need. I'm Catholic. saying about eighty five percent of the people I run into that have this are Catholics. Yeah, which is which is weird. I mean, <laughs> there's something there. Well, I don't know. It, yeah, it makes I, sense though, coming from that 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 faith, you know, about knowing you're going to go to purgatory. I mean, there was just no ifs, ands, or buts. So you, mm. if when you believe it hard enough, man, you you manifest that stuff. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I, I I am a true believer in manifestation because I told myself for the last month, all for all February, I told my, I I lost my job February third. I told myself from that night on, I kept telling myself, "You're gonna find a job, you're gonna find a new job, and you're gonna do great at it." Because and there's one thing I've learned doing this show, it's that you manifest what you want to manifest, and you just. If you believe something hard enough, then it could possibly come true. You put yeah. things up to the universe, the universe may answer you back. So right. got to be careful. I mean, you got to be real careful of your words and talk, self-talk, yeah. you know, to say, oh, I'm just such an idiot or, oh, I'm so forgetful. 
no, you gotta, you know, you've got to forgive yourself a lot and say, whoops, I'm human. I made a mistake, but, but don't beat yourself see, up. That's not good. See my, my eight-year-old son says that all the time. He'll, if he forgets to hand in his homework or something, he'll literally like start saying like, Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm such a, I'm like, don't say that you're not, you need to realize this stuff happens and you just need to go with it. Like you yeah. can do, you can hand in your homework the next day. They're not, they're not going to, like punish you for it it's just yeah. it is what it is like you just don't call yourself stupid because then you're going to make yourself stupid because you're going to believe it's like that right but, oh, you're, you're, that's right you make a mistake you you made a mistake you know you say to them we can fix it you know it's it's not the end of the world you're a good person i mean i honestly don't even know where he learned to do that from i really don't but it's just mm -hmm. it's sad that an eight-year-old thinks he needs to do that in this day and age yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I don't think I ever said that to myself. Like, I don't think I don't think I ever did. I mean, it's just, it's different times. I think it's what it is. It's different yeah. times, and the things they learn from nowadays are just, oh my god, horrible. But I it's, mean, it's a know. hard time to be a kid. Oh, we had it is. me. I grew up in a, an ideal time in the '60s. It was uh, well, not '60s. Uh, when was it? Well. 50s i guess i was a kid in the 50s uh, and you know you could get on your bike in the morning your mom says be home by dinner time you know in the summer you just take off with your friends and go on your bike nobody you know nobody was gonna hurt you it would be the worst thing you'd come home and you uh maybe you'd f fell off your bike and and uh your mom says fine shake it off you know <laughs> get up you know put a band-aid on it you'll be fine uh it was, it was just so so much easier than now. Everybody's so fearful now. Exactly. I mean, it was the same thing in the nineties when I was a kid. I mean, I literally got hit by a car on my bike one day, yeah. and my mom and my mom said, "Well, you can still walk, can't you?" <laughs> then, go, then, go, then go to the store and get some milk. <laughs> like it's just like, like, I mean, yeah, it was a slow moving car. It was a slow moving car because we lived in the suburbs, but still, yeah. like it just like oh, yeah. I got hit by a car, <laughs> like and I. I'm expected to just go to the store right after that and get some get some stuff for dinner. Like, all right, I guess. Like, oh, I'm fine. My my hand hurts a little. It's a little cut up from falling, but okay, yeah, I'll go. Like, it's just yeah. Uh, the kids now I mean, are, are frightened of everything. You know, they can't do anything because their parents are so fearful. Um, it's sad. It's true. It's sad. It's true. My that's the way my wife is. Like, my wife thinks the worst about everything because it's just. You see, she she loves to watch the news, which I tell her you shouldn't. Yeah. But I mean, the news is the worst the worst thing for anybody nowadays because it's the most depressing thing you ever watch in life. And I never watch the news since since I was a teenager. I never have watched the news like unless she's watching it. Yeah. And even, even when she's watching, I'm half paying attention. I'm on my I'm on my phone or I'm on my computer doing podcast work or usually right. doing work stuff when I work from home. But I mean, it's it's just I can't watch the news. It's just too depressing and it's too one side always it's always oh it's negative so negative why don't they show something nice on the news you know the good things that are happening uh, every once in a while i see a story about like puppies or something and i'm like oh but no other than that like it's yeah. just like uh, it's china this russia ukraine this it's like oh god i know i know it's awful and in most of the entertainment is the same way it's murders and mayhem and crazies and uh you know uh, no wonder you don't I mean, feel safe she's well, I mean, we actually just did a serial killer bracket on my show that released a couple weeks ago, and I will say, yeah, I mean, the world was always as dangerous as it is now, at least in the United States, And but 
we didn't know about it. That's different. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of the, it too. I agree. The, the, the amount of serial killers that have been in the United States for the last 50, 60 years is ridiculously like obscene. And it's just like, but you didn't hear about them until they got caught. Like, yes, people went missing, but you didn't, they couldn't look into it. Like they could nowadays. Like they didn't broadcast it like they did nowadays. Like yeah, we it, didn't it know was just, it was just, Oh, uh mrs smith's poor little daughter's gone missing on her way home from school like and we don't know what happened and the cops would just say oh she must run away yeah like it's just uh it's i know but you can go back to like jack the ripper days back in the 1900s and all that again there was no news about things things were have always been pretty bad yeah, i mean a lot of there's a lot of violence and anger and greed and oh there's a lot of that out there Oh, there, I mean, there, there, all the time. there always has been. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the 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 kings of ancient, the kings of medieval times were the most horrible people in the world, but that's just the way it was and people accepted it. But yeah, strong survive and all that. But 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 now if a president or a king is bad, oh, forget about it. You're going to hear about it every day on every news show for the next 20 years. Like, they kind of go, they went the other way, you know. I mean, yeah. people are people, none of us are perfect, and people like to put other people down and to bring themselves up, and that's that's just not not right. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not. I I personally am not a fan of that, but let me ask you this though, because <laughs> for so do you think that heaven and hell are I mean, yes, they're manifestations of our mind to some degree, but do you think those realms actually may exist in some way? Because oh, I know, know heaven exists. I only manifested the hell. Um, and there is probably, um, I, I, you know, I talk to a lot of people about this, but uh, there's probably a place for negative energy uh, in, in the other realm where there is actual, well, you know, if you got positive, you got to have negative. I mean, that's just the way it is. So there's, there is negative energy and there's probably spirits that don't want for whatever reason to be around the positive energy. So there may be some space, some place where they congregate. You know, I, I don't know. I don't like to think about the negative stuff because it brings it to you. Uh, but the, the heaven thing's real. As far as oh. I, I concerned, it really, I mean, source God, you know, even the quantum entanglement stuff they're talking about, everything is connected energy wise is there's nothing out there but energy and what appears to be reality here. You know, the solidness of a table or, or of our even of our our bodies is an illusion. We're all on a manic. Well, you get down under the molecular um, space and now all you got is moving energy. So I think. Yeah, I think God, whatever you want to call source, is just all one thing. We're all part of it. Uh, we're never, we're never separated from it. Really, this is just and an illusion. It's true. It's true. I mean, I'm a big believer in that. We there are dimensions all around us that we can't see, we can't feel, and a lot of people hypothesize now that, like the idea of heaven and hell and demons and angels and God are all just other dimensions and they could be possibly extraterrestrial in origin or ultra terrestrial in origin. Like who knows? Like, it's just, it, I mean, the, the belief of that I was brought up on of 
oh, if you die, you go to heaven and your spirit floats up to, to the sky. And I mean, my grandmother used to tell me like when the sun would come through a cloud, like, oh, that's heaven up there. And I was like, and I, as a kid, of course, I believed it because I was like, why wouldn't I believe it as a kid? But now I look back on it and I just laugh and I'm like, oh, God, why did I believe that? <laughs> like, well, look how, how the beliefs have changed. I mean, you know, hundreds of years ago, they thought that the, you know, the sun rotated around the earth or they thought the earth was just on the back of a turtle. I mean, uh, people have evolved and we've gotten, you know, but now the scientists are very much in, a, in agreement that, that, uh, yeah, there was, whether you want to call it a big bang or a giant sneeze or whatever you want to call it, but it had, this all had to start somewhere. And that was, uh, and in my mind, I am not mine. My, my understanding is, is yeah, it's, uh, there's what thousands and thousands and thousands of, of universes out there. There's no end to what we know, uh, how big everything is creation, whatever you want to call it. There's no end to it. So something smarter than us made that happen. And that my understanding is source, what whatever was there before we were. Just be see, we're human. We got this little tiny brain and and we think that everything is like us. You know, uh, we think that because we're born and we die, everything does. Well, that's not nope. necessarily true, you know. Um, that's what eternity is about. And I, I, you know, it's only been the last couple of years that I've even entertained the thought that terrestrials, if we all reincarnate, they had to come from the same source we did. So they're just souls like us that chose to incarnate in different uh, universes. I mean, they are us. We are them. Uh, we just look different. That's all. Or have different cultures. But we all have souls. I love that. How fun is I, that? I mean, <laughs> I like the idea of it. I do. I mean, whether we all have souls, I don't know if I agree on that part, but I mean, it's just, I mean, I've heard too many stories about reptilians to believe they have souls, but that's just me personally. But I well, mean, that's, soul is life force. Okay. The life yeah. force. When you're, when your body doesn't work anymore, uh, your body is dead, but the life force that, that caused you to have, a personality has to go somewhere. It doesn't die. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know what you think about them, but I've had a couple past life regressionists on this show before, and I, I was supposed to get a ring done for it like six months ago, and I never. She got busy with family stuff, and I never reached back out. I really, I really got to reach back out. I'm because that fascinates me, like the idea of past oh, yeah. life to like, remember that. Yeah, that is fascinating. Just I had to find it out done, and, and it was, it was a trippy. Yeah, I was an alien once. I have a, I was in a spaceship going around the Earth because uh, there's lots of them that just keep an eye on Earth, and I was one mm -hmm. of those persons and entities in one of the spaceships, and it was my job to keep an eye on my my uh, my orbit. You know, um, my dad was in the Navy, and and uh, he was a pilot. And he saw a flying saucer and a big one. Actually, it was three of them. They were in together in formation. And um, he, he got back. He was scared to death because of, like, the month before, somebody had reported that, uh, one of the other pilots. And his his uh, his uh, plane went down mysteriously and blew up. So they told 
the other pilots, if you see something like that, don't engage, be quiet. We don't want to know about it. So when he got back, he said, "Ah, I saw three flying saucers. They said, no, you did not. And if you say this to anybody else, you will be kicked out of the uh, armed forces. So they've been hiding this stuff for years. Oh, God, yes. I mean, since Roswell, at least, if not before that, I mean. before, I'm sure. I mean, I am a big fan of the fact that our world is the way it is because extraterrestrials help build it in ancient times. I think so, too. I watch Gaia all the time. You know, I believe that stuff. Sure. It's it's just too much of a coincidence that the Incas and the Egyptians and all these people had exactly the same. uh, I don't know. I believe structures, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. And the fact that, and the fact that cavemen painted flying saucers on cave walls right. when they would have no inkling to know what the heck they're talking about in any degree with that, like, or not even talking, just making sounds about, like, it's just, yeah. And actually, Josh, I do agree with this as well. We are the galaxy and energy. The unique part is we are given our own feelings and personality. That's the God force, as Josh calls it. I, I agree, Wait, Josh. I agree to some degree on that. I mean, I don't know what I mean. That's the biggest when you run a paranormal show, you hear so many different theories and so many different beliefs. It it's all constantly swirling around your head, and it's like you don't know what to think of it all. It's just <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, that's because we're not supposed to. We're we're supposed to be clouded down here otherwise it would that it would defeat the whole purpose of coming down here if we knew everything i mean it would be cheating so if you're going to come down and learn stuff you don't want to when you come down here you get the mind wipe okay and you don't know the answers anymore but you get on the other side and and it's like oh yeah oh yeah i don't think you get the mind wipe right away i'm a big i I mean i'm a big i'm a big fan of the fact that until you're two or three, you yes. remember everything. And that's why babies are so hard to deal with a lot of times because they, they're seeing things we can't see. They're right. dealing with things we can't deal with. And, you know, like they have the imaginary friend, right? That they're, they're sharing their food with and stuff. That's, you know, they're still seeing spirits. Yep. And spirits or who knows what they're really, who knows what they're really seeing. They can be seen beings from other planets that are there, but are not in our dimension. And they are, they're not visible to us, but they're visible to them. Like, it's just, who knows? Yeah. Well, what we have to teach them about our reality. You know, we have to teach them that don't touch that. It's hot or don't do this. Don't do that. And then they believe it too. They fall in line and they, that's how you become a human. You learn to become a human. But I, I, I agree with you that I think they bring a lot of their knowledge in and it has to, um, I think that's part of the reason they can't talk. Is <laughs> you know some of them when they get a little bit older will say that thing about you know my my little friend here and it's usually you know an angel or something. I'm I'm well, open minded now. I used to have you know when I was taught it's this 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 and this and you step outside that line you're wrong you're going to hell. So it takes a long time to peel those layers off and say that is bullshit. I'm not believing that anymore. Exactly and. Let me ask you this, though. Since you came back, are you afraid to die again? Or, it, or like, no, that, that little bit of human in me that says, oh, no, you know, I wonder if I have to go through this again. But the 99% says, no, I can't wait to get home. I'm homesick. I mean, there are times where I think, oh, my God, I, it's already been 23. How much, how much longer do I have to stay here? I, 
I just want to go home. And that's what it is. You get over there and it, oh man, it's just home. It's home. And it, that's why my book is Misfit in Hell. Uh, I was, you know, the demons kept telling me to do stuff and I kept balking at it. And uh, then uh, because we're all having expats, an expatriate, somebody that lives in one country, they go to another country and do some work, you know, like dig oil wells or something, and then they come back home. But while they're gone, they're expats. And we're all heaven expats. We all start off in heaven. We come down here. We do our work. It's tough. We go home. Uh, anybody you talk to who's been on the other side, that's they always say that. It's home. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's generally the feeling I've gotten from my anybody I talked to about who had an NDE. It's just like the guy who debated with the figure in the doorway for three days mm -hmm. or well to him what felt like three days, but really it was like, I think a week or something like that. But he, he kept saying like, I like he, well, he, he fought actually. He said, I want to stay here. There's things I haven't accomplished yet. But, but he said like the feeling on the other side of that door, like it was very convincing and drawing to him and he wanted to go towards it, but he knew he, his life up to that point was sad and he wanted to go live a better life and do better for his children. So, yeah, mostly people go back only because of children. You know, they either a lady died in labor or something. And she says, no, I got to go back and, and take care of my kids. The rest of us all say, I want to stay, man. <laughs> don't send I me mean, back. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen Shameless, but he literally compared himself to Frank Gallagher on Shameless, like the way his life was up until the point where he died. Mm -hmm. And like, and that's why he wanted to come back because he had six, seven kids, something like that. And he was a drug addict and alcoholic, big businessman for all their lives. And he barely spent any time with them. And mm -hmm. he wanted to come back and do better. And now he's a life coach who helps thousands of people yearly. Wow. So... Kellen Fluckager. It's a very unique name. Yeah. I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard of him. He's pretty big on podcasts in other world and other other places in the world, but he's a, he's very religious now, but he's just a he's a he's a interesting man. I've mm -hmm. he but a good man. He's a very good man now. And mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just to me it's I don't know. Part of me almost wants to have an NDE just so I can see yeah. something like an experience you can it do and... meditation you can get into some meditations and there's some spiritual practices you might want to get some people on the show about that um oh i've had them in teach you to astral projection i mean i i've tried that stuff i can't get anything to work but um exactly <laughs> i don't exactly. think i can, I I can mean... train my mind to you know just to do that stuff. I'm, I'm always thinking about other stuff, but, but a lot of people exactly. have those out of body experiences, you know, or they, they have that, that place between when you're going to sleep and waking up where you can astral project or lucid dreams is another one. I can, I've had a couple lucid dreams. Those are fun. Did you, do you ever have the dream that you're flying? You know, never like did. Superman? Never did. That's, I, I didn't, my dad and I used to have those dreams, not very often, but we both did. And I thought, well, maybe it's just some quirk in our, you know, but then I heard somebody say, oh yeah, and uh, a lucid dream is would be one where you would be flying. And I thought, oh dude, I had a lucid dream. How cool. But I can't make it happen. You know, it like, 
happens every 10 years or something, but it's so cool. I can fly. I can never get up, but, but a foot off the ground. And I always am trying to find a cliff so I could get a little up, you know, updraft like yeah. the birds do. And it's so much fun, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can get into. Uh, I'm the I'm same though. Like I've tried meditation. Like it just like my mind's always too busy. Like, Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do this. Like I run, <laughs> I run two podcasts and I'm constantly on others. And it's just like, there's too much in between the kids and the dogs and the wife. Oh, just like, gosh, yeah. Always, always something moving. Like I'm, I'm always moving, <laughs> doing something, but yeah. And, and Josh said that in his NDE in 2019, his brother refused his entry because he passed 18 months prior and said, mom needs you. Oh, okay. That's. And he, he had into that. I love her. So yeah. Yeah. yeah love will bring you back. But you yeah, know, I mean, well, that's another cool thing about heaven is is, uh, and we're all spirit. So you know, you're, all your pets are up there. Uh, that's that's anything you've loved is going to be up there. Um, My guinea pig Bart's going to be up there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I dogs. I you know this one lady I met. She had raised dogs. That was what she was a breeder. You know, and she had all these dogs she loved. And when she went over. She said she found herself on the beach and I cry every time I think of this. And she saw the way in the distance in the trees, this like black something moving and it was heading toward her and she started getting frightened. But then she saw, oh, my God, those were all her dogs that she had raised and passed away all these years. And she was just surrounded, you know, by like 30 dogs. And they were all so happy to see her. And she just she started to take them down the beach and walk with them. And she was called back. And oh man, she said she was so mad because she, she, but at least she knew that the dogs were waiting for her. That was cool. Well, as someone who owns Mastiffs now, I will gladly Ooh. love that because I can't, I hope if when they finally, I mean, they're, they're puppies still, but I dread the day in 10 years or so when they pass. And yeah, I mean, we'll have their puppies by then, but still, it's just going to be not the same. Like, yeah, they're the well, two original they'll be, ones. Their spirits will stay with you. And um, my golden retriever grand dog, I mean, I, I just feel him. I, whenever I talk to him, I just feel the comfort of him. I mean, I give him a hug, <laughs> you know. It's, again, that's one of those perks of really knowing that that's, that's real, that, that makes life so much lighter, so much easier. Um, takes a lot of the fear away, you know, it's, it's all good. And thinking you planned everything and it's all going to work out happily ever after. So again, not, not to get so messed up in your mind about, you know, everything being bad and going wrong. No, it's, it's going the way it's supposed to. And now you've got choices. How are you going to deal with that? What are you learning from that? See, that's why like, I used to be like that. I used to always constantly worry, like, I have no money. My bills are late. And now it's just like, it'll all get straight down time. It'll all get straight down yep. time. Just work, live your day-to-day -day life. Do what you got to do. And it'll all come together at some point. Like, You're right. See, that's a manifestation thing, too. You know, it all works together. It, you know, um, it's all good. It's We really yeah. don't need to be afraid. I mean terrible things still happen but it's all right we're only here a blink of an eye you know compared to eternity uh this is just a really a short gig and uh, we it, just it is I best. Mean, just, just do your best in the in, in the in the in the span that eternity is 
eight to 100 years is nothing. No, it's, right. It's, it's, no. A, it's a speck of dust in the freaking... Eye of eternity, yeah. Yeah, or whatever, whatever they call those things with sand in that you turn over. I can't think of it right now, but... Yeah, what? Oh, uh, what are they called? Uh, I can't think of it. Those things you turn over with sand on one side and it counts time. But oh yeah, okay. Oh, now you got yeah. me on it. Uh, I, I wake up know. about three o'clock in the morning, give you a call. Uh, <laughs> it's not a. Oh, yeah. It's a. It's a uh, shoot. You use it to, in a game when you want to say somebody's only got two minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a timer, a, but it's not the right sort word. Sort of word. yeah, a, a sand timer. Yeah. Josh, help me out. Josh, help me out here, please. Just give me a minute because <laughs> I I don't have time to Google it right now. But, well, I know. Uh, okay, it's a uh... hourglass. Isn't it terrible when you when you lose work. We... Hourglass. hourglass! Yay, Debbie! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Debbie. That way drove me nuts till like. <laughs> no. What Kathy said at, at three in the morning, I would have woke up and been like, hourglass. Hourglass. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Now I'm up for the day. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh God, the older you get to the more you forget stuff it's just terrible uh, i i am famous on podcast for forgetting the word i'm looking for at that time and then i'll as soon as the podcast over, i'll be like oh that's what i was looking for <laughs> it's like i got it back that. in uh, yeah. oh, and yes i appreciate it <laughs> glad i could bring a little glad i could bring a little humor to this but um <laughs> Oh, hey, so, we've got to keep your sense of humor. That's the most valuable thing a human being has, I think, is a sense of humor. It just gets you through. You can get through just uh, about anything. Uh, you know, God's got a great sense of humor. Look around. I mean, it's... Oh, uh, God. I mean, I mean, literally, oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's just... Uh, I mean, <laughs> the, everything. I mean, it seems like since I was a kid, every other country but the United States is at war with each other. Like it, it just Knock seems that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we're we're coming closer and closer to. I mean, oh, well, we're involved Isn't in that, everything. No, we're gonna be positive. We're gonna. Uh, we're positive. To be, we're, to continue to be peacemakers the best we. We can. are. I, I mean, well, okay. I wouldn't exactly call the United States peacemakers, but I mean, we're involved. Compared in to the rest of the world, I think uh, Canada does a good job. You never hear about Canadians doing anything. They don't even think they have much of an air force or anything. Oh my God, my my co-host from other paranormal shows is a, is a Canadian, and yeah, I give I give her shit all the time. Canada, but oh my God, like oh wow, yeah, Canada, God, they're still ruled <laughs> by. I, I give her crap because they're still ruled by England. So yeah, you know. Uh, oh, that's true. Well, they. England thinks they rule Canada and Canada just goes, yeah. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah. We, I'm in Washington state. So the Canadians uh, are our, our neighbors and we kind of joke mm. about when you're going to Canada, are you going to speak Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Eh? That's all they yep. say that makes it different. <laughs> you know, you going out today. Eh? And oh, no, speaking uh, Canadian. Right there. Even you, you, like I always say to her, like, Oh, did you go out on a boat today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the boot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, she's always just like, "Shut up, Jeremy." <laughs> but it's it's oh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. I mean, yeah, I do. I love they, the Canadians. They're just nice. They're good people. I've I've been to vacation. I've been on vacation up there when I was a kid and whatnot. They're, I mean, when one one of the most one of the stories that makes me like, 
always think about is 9-11 when like one of the planes like a, 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 one or two planes landed up in Canada because they needed somewhere to go and like literally a whole Canadian town like welcomed strangers into their houses for like a week until like 9-11 got straightened out finally wow. so I mean I can never hate on Canada I mean, I mean as much as I watch South Park and they hate on Canada I never could really hate Canada like it's just no, they're good people. They are. I mean, I and some of my favorite TV shows are from Canada, so I can't hate them. Yeah, but no, no, I, 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 they're right up there. I want to go see Iceland too. That that sounds like a, a fun place to go. It's on my it's on my bucket list. Is it? Yeah, I want it. You have to go in the summer. I've been looking into. Uh, uh, you know, you can't see probably the aurora borealis in, in the in the summer, but it looks beautiful. I was watching a, one of those travel things, and I thought. I got to see that. Oh man. And the volcanoes and the uh, hot springs and it'd be like a different planet. Don't you think? I, yeah, I mean, it would be, I really think it would be. That's on my bucket list as long as, as well as exactly Josh. Um, Greenland too. Greenland? I want to go. I mean, it's cold there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there, but yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, but I, I, <laughs> but I mean, oh, Antarctica is my bucket list too. Cause I want to see if the government really has secret, uh facilities there that we can't go to because extraterrestrials and possibly dinosaurs are there so who knows but hmm. that's my belief okay there's a reason there's, there's a reason you have to get permission to go to antarctica by the okay. government okay by the u.n by the u.n not by the government by the u.n you need to have permission from the u.n to go to antarctica but i mean that in a lot of countries in europe and asia and africa are on my bucket list i uh -huh. when the kids when the kids are older i'll travel that's the way i see it yeah i can't yeah. i'm not I, I'd rather pay for me and my wife to go places than four of us to go places. But yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah, when the kids are little, once they're gone, they're gone. <laughs> you know. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do but it. let me. Okay. Let me ask you this though. I, I'm kind of curious about this now because. I mean, what do you think of like the way since your views of religion changed since all this happened? What do you think of the Vatican, like the Vatican City? You're trying to get me excommunicated. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't judge. I try not to judge anything anymore. You know, that, mm -hmm. that's been around a long time. And I don't consider myself an active Catholic anymore. And it's, it's hard enough dealing with my mom and my sister around this. I don't want to get involved with a Vatican. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> I mean, uh, as much as I doubt they're watching my show, but I <laughs> see, I always say, I'm gonna say this and I'll leave it at that, but okay. I always say if there's a zombie apocalypse, yeah, I I am going to the Vatican, going through their basement and reading what's in their library because that's my goal. Oh yeah, I bet they got some great books down there. Their library is miles long, and it holds oh, wow. secrets of humanity that have long been hidden. Yeah. A anything you want to know about cryptids or aliens, it's down there. I guarantee you it. You think so? They didn't have people writing about that stuff back then, did they? I'm On, pretty you know, sure. parchment with a, you know, the ink pen and the whole thing. I mean, that would be laborious. I, I, I'm pretty sure the extraterrestrials have been to Vatican City since the beginning of time. Since since it was made, I'm pretty sure at least. You mean, or, extra, I mean extraterrestrials brought their own books and put them in the library? Possible, very possible. I mean, or 
And yes, Josh, a lot, lots of money and expensive stuff is there probably in that basement. Oh, too. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they've been taking money from innocent people for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, the Catholics have. So hundreds they probably thousands have a, of years. No. Well, no, no, no. no. I, 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 I don't I think said so. hundreds. And, I, 2000 I, I, well, well, probably, I think it was technically at like a church. Uh, in the year 1500. So we're talking maybe 500 years. Um, yeah, I, I said, I said hundreds of years and then I moved it to thousands. Then there's dinosaurs down there too, right? Maybe just dinosaur bones. I don't, don't doubt me. I don't doubt it. I don't, you know what, when you I, get on the other side, you can find out. I, Oh, I You'll seriously know don't think you can. Everything. They've got a huge talk about libraries people that come back that have seen the libraries i mean i yeah yeah as far as you can see you can learn anything and you just you just look at it sucks right in there it's that's there's plenty to do in heaven that's what i think is going to be fun i always thought you know if i had to go up there and just sing songs all day long i'll be bored out of my mind so the fact that there's all this stuff to learn and do yeah and then you say oh all right and now i want to me and my pals are going to go incarnate on mars or someplace and see how what it's like to be a you know or plea plidian or whatever those people are or a big gray or a pleiades the p those people pleiadians which are which are actually very different from grays they are it's hard to describe i've been i've been watching guy i'm trying to read up on it because i'm i'm thinking seriously about reincarnating as an alien what is Gaia? You said that a couple times down. I'm well, kind G-A-I-A. of G-A-I-A. It's it's uh it's a oh I, I know the term, but I'm like, is it it's a show? A, they, they have oh oh yeah, they have all kinds of wild shows about uh yeah, you look it up, Google it, dude. When we get off oh, G-A-I- G-A-I-A, and it's uh it's videos all kinds of videos oh is it a streaming platform or is it a youtube yeah, channel yeah or? yeah 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 i think i pay 12 dollars a month something like oh okay right. all right i'll, yeah, I'll it it's got everything about aliens everything about ancient civilizations uh i mean you'd go nuts it's fun you, you just kind of have to tear yourself away and say i'm going to bed now okay turn that off i'm going to bed now it's interesting really fascinating i love it it's great I have a lot of movies to watch for a podcast in the next month, but after that, I might check into it. But oh, do yeah, you'll just uh, try and you know get online and and they'll show you some um, you know shortened trailers and stuff like that. You'll get oh, hooked I'm sure hooked. I'm sure. And yes, Josh, I agree. Kathy has been a fantastic guest, and it's oh, been thanks, a very fun episode. But <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up by asking one simple question, though, even though she kind of simple. Mm-hmm. Sure, we kind of answered it, but what what would be your final advice to someone who wants to live a more peaceful life and not worry about what comes next? Like, what would be your ultimate advice to them? The ultimate advice that was given to me, and I'll reiterate it, be loving, kind, merciful, forgiving, encouraging, grateful, non-judgmental, and useful. That's all you got to do. I think the key there is be useful too, because I mean, useful is good. Useful is what you're doing right now. And I, I mean, a lot of human beings are not useful. So I mean, I know, I know, useful, and that means 
you know, do something for outside yourself, something for others that's, that's beneficial, mm. you know, which, all, and, which and is, little things, little things are, are good. Little things are good. In life review, they said they're, they're, they're like the sparkles on there. Just little things. Holding a door for somebody when they got their hands full of stuff or, or picking something up when an old lady drops it. I mean, little tiny nice things. Somebody <laughs> cuts you off in traffic, just let it go. You know that. Smile, s- smile and shake your head and move and, on. Yep. And keep your hands on the wheel. Yes. Oh, nope, I mean, nope, nope, I, would nope. I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> but. I mean, uh, yeah, see, as someone who worked in retail for the last three years, I have helped enough short people reach things on top shelves. So (laughs) I'm useful. You're being useful. Yeah. And a smile and a thank you or have a nice day. Mm. Any of that stuff. You know, you see somebody like somebody at Safeway and they're bagging stuff and they're, you know, and you just say, hey, how's it going? And they just stop like, oh, I'm seen. I'm a human being. I've got worth. Well, you know, it's little things. Do lots of little mm. things. Yeah, I mean, do what I do, folks. Joke with everybody. I make jokes with everybody I freaking meet because it makes everybody feel like they're important. And right. that's the thing in life. Like, if I could stop someone from trying to off themselves that night, that's the greatest thing I could do in life. So You're right. You're on the right track, Jeremy. I try. Doing good. I try. Yes, my wife. She may disagree, but I tried. Uh, you picked her. You guys picked each other. <laughs> we did, for better or worse. Or, right here, so or, you got to um, figure out why. I like this. You will never watch Netflix again. Yes. <laughs> Once you get into guy. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it an Amazon subscription thing? Because I think I've seen it. No, I think I have no, no it's this guy stands al- it stands alone. And uh, okay, okay. I have to look up my science piece. stuff. Oh, man. It's just. If if you could have, if that would be school, you know that we you, you learn all that stuff the way they teach it. Kids would really learn a lot. They oh well, I mean, my I mean my kids already do learn a lot though, and I mean I I am actually very proud of the school system in the town I live in because they oh good when we when we when we moved here my my stepson was in second grade mm-hmm. and like he went to his first day of school here after spending a month and a half in school and where did they live previously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this first day, we're like, how was school? Did you learn some stuff? He's like, I learned so much today. And like, he oh. never said that before. Oh, how wonderful. So, That's a I blessing. Mean, I mean, yeah. And they're both, I mean, my daughter has changed so much since she started kindergarten here. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she sings She sings her ABCs every day now, like multiple, nonstop. Kindergarten? Wow. Good for her. Yeah. It gets to the point where it's like, oh, God, shoot me. She's singing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to sing it backwards. Just you know, challenge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Kathy. Okay. Tell them about, wrap it up. Tell huh? them the tell them the title of your book and tell them where they could find it. Okay, it's called Misfit in Hell to Heaven Expat. I know that's long, but the voices told me to do that. Um, and it's on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or anywhere you want. And it's also like a an auto audible book, and it's a CD, and it's a Kindle and the cheapest is probably the Kindle. And I think you'll like it because there's a lot of sense of humor in there. It's some serious stuff, but it's, it's pretty much pretty light and kind of crazy. CD still exists. Cost me a fortune. <laughs> he said, "Why are you making a CD?" No, I said, "Well, there might be one person that really wants a CD." 
Why not? I I guess it still exists. I didn't even think of that possibility, <laughs> but okay. Well, MP3, MP3, that's different too, isn't it? Oh, that's that's just. I mean, MP3 is what they use on Audible and whatnot. But oh, okay. I don't. But know. I mean, they said you want to do it. I said sure. I'm going to go in. I'm on, I'm in for all of it. Sign me up. And Josh, you have a beautiful night as well. And maybe we get her back. We'll we'll see. It's definitely possible. <laughs> if we planned it, if we pre-planned it, it will happen. And Josh, you manifested that in the universe, so it, it could happen now. Who knows? Hundred <laughs> percent. Nice to meet you, Josh. You're a good sport. <laughs> He's Josh is a very faithful Parapost listener, and okay. I love having him around because he asks. He says very insightful things and mm-hmm. asks very important questions to people. But and. Hello from Canada, Melissa. Um, you're catching oh, the end of the show. All right. Sorry. Oh, you you missed the part where I was being fun of Canada a little bit, but okay. <laughs> uh, she's gonna she's gonna rewind it. Oh, she yeah, she can start over. But, <laughs> so please, folks, go okay. check out Kathy's book. I know I'm going to forgot uh, for God's sake. I'm going to check it out because <laughs> it's going to be add on to the huge. It's going to be add on to the huge pile that's growing in my living room of people who sit on my show that I buy their book just because I want to read it. And someday, if I ever take a vacation, I mean, I've been unemployed for a month, but you know, video games kind of got in the way of that oh, podcast stuff. But but uh, and applying for jobs hours a day, of but course. and getting scammed by jobs because in this day and age, everything's a scam. But can never be. thought I'd see, okay. see the day. I never thought I'd see the day where trying to apply for jobs you get scammed. I never thought I would see that day. It's sad. It's it is freaking sad. sad. Well, they're going to get like, that in their life reviews, so don't worry about it. Oh, I hope they go to eternal misery and whatever, <laughs> they, whatever they believe hell is. But as all my listeners know, you can always find us on Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with the S group on Facebook, on Twitter and the gram as that Juggalo Bastard, and on TikTok as that Juggalo Bastard podcast, as well as on YouTube where, well, one may places this is streaming as Paranormal Normal. And I will be back tomorrow with another interview with JJ Johnson from Southern Demonology. I know we're flipping topics. Oh, he's tomorrow. cool. I was on his show. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. Say hi for me. Oh, I will definitely bring you up tomorrow then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. It's been fun. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been a fun show. And and now, wow, an hour flew by. I didn't realize it's been that long, even. Yeah. I got to go eat my dinner, man. Same, same. But (laughs) thank you you all for watching. And thank you to all my listeners who will be listening to this. I will see you all and all my listeners in half a week. Have a good night. You too. Bye. And thank you, Kathy, one more time.